0: There was a running back, my uh, brief time in Minnesota. I forget his name, but he he had a hilarious line. He said, You need two yards, I'll get you three. Yeah. You need four, I'll get you three. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? It's Chris Sims. It's Chris Sims Unbuttoned. And that was the great voice of Paulie B. No, not the Paulie B. from Jersey Shore. My Pauly B. from Chris Simms on Button. Paul Burmeister. What's up, man? How are you?
0: You've kind of made me an honorary member of the North Jersey Club. Yeah, right? you're you're kind and of... I yeah. do appreciate that. Yeah, no, yeah. You're,
1: you're stuck a little bit now. And then you stayed, you went over in mom and dad's house at one point. I did. So, you slept know in the your area. Bed. You slept in my bed, Before right? I knew you. Damn, it's we didn't even odd. know each other. You're right. You're right.
0: <laughs> it showed up at the front door It right. was like, come on in, throw your bags upstairs. I'm yep. like, oh, okay. So, you're honorary so. Jersey. You are,
1: definitely. And that was a good call by you right there with that quote Leroy, Leroy Horde yeah if anybody remembers that name from back in the day he was very good at Michigan I remember watching him in college oh, yeah, definitely really
0: good player there he is that
1: and was yeah Leroy Horde would have been what years that was like 91 92 in Michigan somewhere early in there, early to mid 90s yeah. yeah
0: yeah and then Pete gave us a very nice assist based off of what I said there 3.9 yards per carry so actually he could get you four
1: Hey he could right, you're
0: right, he would likely get you four
1: well hey it's it's
0: it's if there is there
1: was only two there to be got that was a good
0: run right for sure, definitely, and he turned that into a really good career
1: but hey there's a, there's that's what's great about the n f l is there's more niches or roles players can play on a football team than in college, where yeah, it's just not that way it's not' it's game plan specific situational specific. Right. So that's where it
0: is different, definitely. And yeah, hey, listen, we you know, running backs, there's some that are that are like that. You did that so well for what we're talking about today about you know, niches, like it's almost like you weren't trying to get us to tight ends.
1: I really wasn't. I come wasn't on. But it's come it's on.
0: I really wasn't thinking about that. Yeah.
1: I just thinking overall the league has become that and there's one thing as I watch film that I continue to remind myself about. And as you're watching, oh, oh wait. Oh, this tight end. Oh, it doesn't get the ball much. Blah blah blah. Wait, wait. Okay, wait. This is college. it's the spread. It's it's the read option. It's yeah. throw a screen to this guy. Oh, the, right. The tight end doesn't get the ball much in college offenses, really. You know. So you know. But in the NFL, there's a niche for the guy, yeah. and not only for one of them, but for two of them on every team. You usually need to have one that's good all around. We can, you know, he can run block. And of course is a little effective in the past game. And then there's the oh wait, this is our killer in the past game and he's okay of a run blocker. Right. You know, so
0: th- there is a real spot for tight end. It's a totally different position in the NFL compared to college. As you've probably deciphered out there, tight ends, the topic today, top five tight ends, Chris get into that. Hopefully some honorable mention guys. We yeah, like to do that as gotta, well. We we mention some dudes who were close definitely. to getting in. Right. Uh, but I mean I was thinking about it driving to work here today, Chris. I often say that in this position. So Tight ends. Yeah. I mean college tight end, I mean they're doing so many things, as you pointed out. Sometimes yeah. they're not asked to do the thing a team's gonna draft them, wants them to do. Right. Once you get to the NFL, you have got to block an outside linebacker. Sometimes you gotta block a DN. Maybe Definitely. a whole game you gotta block a DN. Definitely. You gotta beat the nickel back in in, uh, in coverage. Yeah. You gotta split out wide. You right. gotta split out in the slot. Right. Is this the most difficult position to evaluate in terms of the number of things they'll be asked to do in the NFL?
1: it, it, it is a hard position to evaluate because because of what you're saying you're literally going from like fourth grade math to, to yeah. advanced algebra in the nfl and again it's not only the the human's That you're going against that are different animals, like you're talking about outside linebacker. Yeah, it's it's T.J. Watt. You got to block him all game long. Oh no, it's it's Cameron Jordan all game long. You got to block him. And next snap, split out wide and beat their best corner. Yeah, right. Next snap, you're over there in the slot, and Jalen Ramsey moved in on a big third and six, and now you got to beat him. Good luck, have fun. Right. Yeah, it is. Let alone the rules and. You know, as an offensive lineman, again in college, college football for the most part, most offenses are very simple. I watch all these games. I go, they got two run plays and they got a handful of pass plays, and that's all they got. That's it. You know, in the NFL, you know, a lot of these guys are going to go in and go, wait, whoa, 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 we got more run plays than we had in my whole offense last right. year in college. So all these rules and then all these communication at the line of scrimmage, you know, so that's where it is. It's a huge adjustment. And I think there's a reason why you don't really see rookie tight ends for the most part come in and just take the league by storm. Like you might see a great rookie receiver or running back come in because there is that great mental aspect to where tight end after quarterback and center. Might have to be, you know, the the smartest guy in the field after those
0: two guys. Thinking about that, Pete comes up with another awesome hammer stat here. Yeah. So thinking about rookie record for for receiving yards in the NFL. Right. If you would have asked me that just in general and list 10 tight ends from the last 60 years. I know. And, and Mike Ditka was one of them. I, I would have pushed him aside and thought, of, okay, Kellen Winslow. Okay, maybe, you know, Jeremy Shockey. I would have gone right. through the other nine Shockey guys. Shockey would have been the one that would have jumped to me. Maybe the gone, other oh, nine. Shockey must have. NFL record rookie tight end Mike Ditka. 1,076 in 1961.
1: That's a, It's amazing. First off, in that year to do that, you know, I mean, throwing the forward pass was just invented a few days before that. A few <laughs> I mean, hours, All joking. Yeah. But it is amazing. It is. It speaks to the player that I don't think people realize what Mike Ditka was. He was a physical beast. Right. Yeah. Physical beast. He was Gronk of the early 60s. At, right? Wrigley at Wrigley Field. Catching those balls at Wrigley Field. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it speaks to that, what we're talking about. It is. It's, it's a whole different game for these guys. And... Added to that specifically, you know, now you're going, oh, wait, all these things I have to do differently and offensively that are on my plate physically and mentally, and then on the defensive side – you know, oh, it's third down. Oh, they actually have a guy they brought in the game that covers tight ends for a living. That's what all he does. Talk about our niches again. Yeah, here's our here's our third safety that they drafted. He doesn't start when it's base defense, but it's eleven personnel, third and seven. He comes in and he's six three and two hundred and seventeen pounds, and he can cover tight ends. So there's all of that the, to go along with it. Very important position. The NFL, of course, with the drop back pass game, the quarterback's better in the pocket, and really offensive coordinators in the NFL compared to college, and there's a lot of reasons. They just know how to use the tight end more and make him a real part of the offense.
0: And because of that, here's another stat I found when kind of poking around last night thinking about this pod we're going to do about tight ends. We're working our way to the top five in this class. Top 10 receiving yards in the NFL 2021, pass catchers. How many tight ends would you expect to find in the top 10? For receiving yards mm, last year that's a good question okay i'll so give you a little hint i was i was really was more than, surprised more
1: than i th- more than you think right no no it was less all right so hold on. top 10 top 10.
0: okay so you type in nfl receiving yeah. yards 2021 yeah all right
1: so i know Waller got hurt so he's not going to be in there i i um uh, mm, got hurt too so he's not going to be in there so you're right that's going to hurt that yeah. production there so you got kelsey i would think is somewhere in there at over a thousand yards at least Right? I'll look here in a second. Not yet. Okay, I won't yeah. look. Yeah. So, Kelsey, I'm going to go with Kelsey as one of them. Okay.
0: And I think I'm going to go with Mark Andrews from Baltimore. Yeah. Mark Andrews is the only one. Is he the only one? He's the only tight end in the top 10. Yeah, Pete, go ahead. and. and
1: Kelsey's 14, 14. So, I was
0: going to say then in the top 20, three tight ends. Three tight ends, top 20 pass catchers last NFL season. That's that's – it is I would remarkable. have said three in the top 10 – Six in the top 20. Right. That's where I would have placed my over-under. So, so we got,
1: so you, you, you said it. We got Mark Andrews. Only one Kelsey top 10. at 14. Yep.
0: There was one more. There was uh, one, Kyle Pitts.
1: Pitts. There you go. Wow. That's, yeah. that's pretty, that's amazing. But you're right. You think um, about,
0: I mean, what, we're talking about matchup problems. and tight end, you get a really good one. It was a yeah. great matchup yeah. problem for a defense. I yeah. just thought there would have been more than three in the top
1: 20. Yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, I'm, I, you think about it as a big-picture thing, too. There's Gronk, who I still look at as one of the you know bigger mismatches in football. But they got a lot of weapons on that team. So that takes away from his catches. We talked about the injuries from Waller and Kittle. Um, you got some guys with some potential to where you go. They're big-time players, but yeah. they're stuck on some offenses, too, that got other players, too. Yeah. You know, so – yeah, I think what we look at and what you say there, what would I think maybe pops out more than anything to what you're saying here is I think we named all the tight ends that are basically you'd go, oh, that's the number one target for their passing offense. Mm. I think we named right. them, really. I mean, it's Wallers, it's Andrews, it's Kelsey, it's Kittle. And and maybe Hawkinson from Detroit Peter, Becoming just got that, married. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
0: He's, he's He, to me, will be that this year for sure. And we're seeing, whether it's a tight end or receiver, and maybe this has been around for a while, but I feel like recently it's even more so. Number one target, we're going to him. Hey, Cooper Cup's over there. We're going to throw him the ball. Yeah, right. Devontae Adams is here. I am throwing Definitely. him the ball. So Definitely. even though everybody knows it, they're still producing giant numbers. Definitely. Yeah, they're, they're,
1: they're more explosive. They're capable of making big plays, those type of receivers. There's more ways to get them the ball, yeah. I guess, more than anything. You can get them a lot of cheap catches and yards that way. But tight end, still an extremely important position to the success of your football team. You I mean You look at the two teams in the Super Bowl, they had good tight end play. You know, not first-round picks. No, not first-round picks. But You're really right. good players. But really good players. Uzoma, really good. of course, good. You know, uh, Tyler uh, Higbee was hurt right. for the game. The kid they had that came in for him—I'm blanking on his name—number 88. He got hurt during the game. He yeah. was a good player. You know, of course, the 49ers were in the championship weekend. Yeah. You know, the Chiefs were the other team. Good tight end play. Right. You know, so it's a real thing. And then, of course, what it does too, when you have multiple tight ends on your football team. Oh, and and Tennessee's a tight end football team that has multiple tight ends. There's no shock that they're that's why they're good. Mm -hmm. But it it what it does is what we always talk about. It's a league of mismatches and creating advantages. And when you put a tight end, you know, two tight ends on the football field. Oh, oh, wait, right Now they're over here. They're lined up on the right side of the line. Whoa, wait. And they got a lot of power. They can run the ball like we talk about. And then the very next play, you can get up, oh, we got a first down on that run, no huddle. Hey, boom, boom, boom. Now we're lined up in a four-wide set, and the tight ends are good enough in the receiving category to where you go, oh, no, we were just playing a defense to stop the run, and now we got slow linebackers on the field, and we're in a little trouble here matching up in this formation. And that's where they become really a weapon in the game for a lot of these offenses. But you need two. There's very few that have it all very few and you'd like to have two who are who bring you different
0: things to the table that, as well. well
1: that's where you got that's where you got to have it that's where you got to, because like even out of the ones we just talked about mm-hmm. Kelsey's a below average NFL blocker right you know he's not bad I don't want to say that he's not but he just wants to kind of do his assignment and that's it like oh I got in his way my guy didn't make the tackle period right right that's all he's worried about yeah Kittle on the other hand yeah is a killer that way Gronk is a killer that way. Pitts is a killer that way. Mm-hmm. But that's rare. It's rare to get that guy to go Waller's a pretty good blocker too. Yeah. But it's rare to get that guy to go, wait, he can put his hand down mm-hmm. and block Cameron Jordan on one play, and then we can put him at slot the next play and go, crap, he just got open against Honey Badger on a ten yard route. Right. That that's that guy does not exist a lot and I'm not sure. There's, there's really only, like, maybe one guy, in this, two guys in this draft in that this I think class. have that
0: capability of being, like, good in both areas. And that's the problem with this class in general. Okay, so this class. Yeah. I think it was last week. Yeah. I sat right here and we talked about a running back class that kind of in general is viewed as not a really strong group of players. Right. Draft-wise, it was cool to see how much you like them. You like them a little more than others. So this tight end class, it's hard to find one projected to go in the first round. Yeah, not going to happen. It's hard to find somebody that you and I respect that speaks really highly of this class as a whole in terms of depth. So your thoughts on on these tight ends. Yeah, it's,
1: it's an incomplete class. There's very few players that have it all. And, I mean, not even all to where I go, oh, they're awesome at this and awesome at that. I'm just talking about being like, whoa, he's good in the run game. And he's good in the past game. They have both. So many of these guys are go, whoa, they're really good in this area. But, damn, in this area, sh- shit. I mean, they need some work. Or it just ain't good enough. Or it's just average. And it's blah. And that's where I came away with the class. is just very few complete players. But you got some guys who do, do have some things about them. Where you go, oh, wait, this is elite. Mm-hmm. And an offense, back to the niche thing. And the NFL with the right coach here is going to know how to use this guy. Yeah. And okay, he's not the greatest blocker. Okay, they'll they'll put him in the right spots to block to get it done, and then they'll use him the right way. You know, in the receiving game. I see some of that. So there's certainly some guys with some areas of big talent. Very few with
0: totality of talent, I guess. I'm going to go out on the limb yeah. and say it doesn't sound like you're describing any of them as first round picks. No. I'm wondering, and we, we'll attach specific names yeah. to tap through right. two or three guys. Do you see anybody in this class worth an early or mid second round pick?
1: I, I think so. Like, I look at my top guy here, and I don't want to give it up yet. But the top guy, I think he's on par with like Friarmouth, from Pitt, uh, Penn State last second, year, who yeah. went to
0: Pittsburgh. But made, that's, that's singular. That's are same top guy. I know. Not your top guy. No.
1: Yeah. I think it's there's, you know, maybe there's two that are in that range. Okay. I think ultimately for me, it's only going to be my number one guy that I'd go. Somewhere between 40 and 60, this guy will go off the board, and then we'll start to see the tight ends go a little bit. Okay. But, yeah, certainly no Kyle Pitts in this class. Mm, top 10? Yeah. No. You know, I mean, you know, we had Cold Komet a few years ago who was very good in both areas. Maybe nothing great in one area, but yeah. you know what, man, he can run block. Pretty good in the past second game. Second round, right? Second round, yeah. too. Right. Yeah. So you're seeing, for the most part, that the good tight ends are going second round, and – You know, every now and then there's a freak show who comes around where you go, okay, we got to get him earlier.
0: Without further ado. Without further ado. Top five tight ends in this class, according to our guy Chris Sims. Number five, what do you got? Well, number five, I'm going off the radar here a little bit. All right? And not really off the radar. It's
1: just a little bit of... I usually am not a projection, too much of a projection-based guy. Okay, But James Mitchell from Virginia Tech is a guy I'm going to put my name to right, right now. I'm going to be along with this guy. He tore his ACL last year. Yeah. He only played two football mm. games. To me, here is one of the few guys in the draft that I go, kind of has it all. He's, kind of, he's one of the few. We're 6'3", 255. It's a good place to start. Good place to start. He is one of the more compact, thicker tight ends we have in the class. You know, Most of these guys are 6'5 and, and weigh a little less than he does. So as soon as you turn on the film, you go, oh, this guy looks like he's got a little power element to his football game. But then as soon as you watch him run and catch a ball, you go, uh-oh, whoa, this guy moves a little different. All right, this is good to see. So that's what jumped out to me more than anything. I think in the past game, you know, route running was towards the top of all these guys as far as his ability to get in and out of breaks. There's been only one other guy I thought that was in his class or similar to him. And we're going to get to him after this. It's the next guy coming up. Okay. All right. So it was special, I thought, in the past game. I thought it was special with the ball in his hands. Out of this group here you know, that we're going to talk about. We got a few guys that can do some things after the catch, but this was to a different level of, oh, wait, he could catch a shallow cross and maybe run around the corner on a linebacker or safety and turn it upfield. Or he can catch a pass and turn it upfield and break somebody's ankles and break an arm tackle, and you go, whoa, Hmm. we got 12 extra yards there. So that's where I really liked him. The route running was good. The blocking wasn't like, oh, my gosh, he's a killer. But it was good. It was good to where some of these guys I'm going to go, You have to be careful about where you put this guy in blocking situations. Not with this guy. This guy, you could put his hand down at the end of the line of scrimmage and go, he's going to block. He's willing. He tries. He's got, you know, there is some physicality to him. Is he going to be gronk? No, he's not going to be that. But you at least can play him at the traditional tight end spot. But he only got to play two games this year. Mm -hmm. It is a projection. But I thought with this class and as talented as I thought he was, you know, and I really think that really if he got to play a full year,
0: this would probably be the number one tight end. Six three two fifty five. Yeah. I mean, just his size suggests he could play attached there next to the tackle. You just described him as a pretty good blocker, not great, right? So you're comfortable Guess the job done. Comfortable playing him right there, yeah. Obviously, all these offensive coordinators want to do ten different things with their tight ends yeah. if you want to split him out wide you do. next to a good receiver or have trips on one side and send him out by himself yes. to the boundary right how, how would he do yeah, that
1: he 's going to be good at that that 's that's, that's where you 're going to like him that 's where you 're getting a tight end plus here because you 're going wait one on one there 's some twitch and quick here, quickness here to where you go. If they match him up with a linebacker, that linebacker is going to be in deep doo-doo. That's a good gold star next to somebody who's 6'3", 255. I know. It's it's is This is definitely one of the specimens of jump out on this class right here. And I I would be interested to see where it would all shake out for this kid if he was healthy. But to your point, I think that is real, and that's why I like the value of him. You can split him out and go, hey, work that safety or that linebacker. He can be in the slot. He's plenty quick enough there or even vertically to just go up the middle and split two safety defense, Paul. And then you can feel comfortable about oh, wait, now it's, you know, second and four. We want to run the ball here. Can we put him traditionally at the tight end of the end of the line of scrimmage and can he hold his own? Right. Yes,
0: he can hold his own. Is the injury he suffered to end his season early last fall your biggest concern or is there something else out there? No, it's you? really not. It's just,
1: it's just you know, I want to see it. I just, you know, for for the sake of the exercise of the podcast yeah. here and all that, I want to be able to talk about guys that do this. I, I thought about making him an honorable mention, yeah. but then I went, you know what, the class is not that strong and I feel this strongly about this guy that I'm going to throw him there. And, you know, tight end, slot receiver, single him out, H-back, Kyle, use check, kind of full back, off the end, second tight end, off of maybe a bigger blocking tight end.
0: He's going to be able to do all that. So I think it's that versatility plus the pure talent that, you know, opens my eyes to him. A couple of things he's done here really kind of speak to the, the overall athleticism you've described. Wildcat quarterback his senior year in high school. Yeah. Long time ago, just high school. But I mean I, I would I would read that and be like, okay. Yes. Kid's an athlete. No doubt. And and, and smart. You
1: can tell he knows so kind of where go. to sit in zones.
0: Yeah. The quarterback scrambles. He knows where to go. Right. Right. Because I mean you gotta be smart to play quarterback. Well, look you, at this desk. Yeah. Look at these two a guys. Quarters, right.
1: <laughs> you don't have to be smart, but usually at least the quarterback has some good natural football instincts. You, you That's what I would, I would say. Most more times than not. And
0: sixteen yards per catch that's very good I mean I know it was in the ACC that's still very good it did yeah you're right it's still very good yes. it's
1: the it, I don't care what conference it is and they, you know again this is not this is Virginia Tech they're not necessarily known for their high-flying passive tech we don't know any other <laughs> right. quarterbacks that go to school there right so yes it is impressive he is a really good football player like I said and you know I'll be interested to see where he gets drafted it, it helps him in the aspect of the early season injury is going to make teams feel comfortable about him um but I, I think all in all that, you know, it, I like the talent. Yeah, you could tell. Clearly, yeah. And It's a guy that I do think maybe could have been the first guy off the board if he mm. got the full wow. year nice. and had the production and numbers to kind of back it up.
0: Bruce Arians played quarterback at Vtac, by the oh, way.
1: Oh, that's right. Well, see, yeah. instincts not that smart. Got it, <laughs> Bruce. I'm joking. Bruce knows that. Bruce is the man. He could take that joke. James Mitchell <laughs> at number five, Virginia Tech, bringing us to number four. Number four, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina. Now, I uh, this, this is. You want a, a, a space tight end. I do. This, this is your guy. Okay. Here's your space tight end, right? Space
0: like you, you split him out wide. Split
1: him out wide, have him a little off the edge of the normal tight end position. H-back. You, you, H-back. You don't want anything to do with this guy with his hand down on the ground. In the posi- mm. tr- you, That's not going to happen. This is a wide receiver. This He's is big. a big wide receiver, basically, we're talking about. that's wants to get in the way as a blocker, but that's about it. There's not going to be any more than that. But within saying that, this is also – the most gifted pass catching tight end in this class. Okay. I mean, what he does in the past, he runs routes
0: like a wide receiver. If you if you already have a tight end, you can attach yes. and you'll go up against the outside linebacker. DN makes that, a guy like this pretty attractive. Exactly right. So it's going to
1: be a little bit of like you know flavor of the month. Yeah. Right. You're, you're definitely if you're looking for a tight end and you want the traditional sense, no, this Isaiah Likely is not your guy. If you got your traditional you know, first and second down, oh, big, strong, tight end, great, because now this is the guy you want as your second tight end. This can be your Aaron Hernandez to your Gronk, right? I mean, you know, not to say he's Aaron Hernandez, but the way he runs routes and gets up the field, what he does with the ball in his hands, I mean, to me, was clearly the best in all areas considered passing game. You talk about being split out one-on-one. I think he's a real red zone threat that way. You know, he knows how to use his body, 50-50 catches. You see that. It's very natural to him. Twelve receiving touchdowns last year, first among tight ends. There you go. You know, They, they used him like that there, where they went, wait, we're on the four? Receivers, you go over there. We're going to put this big fucker over here, and we're going to let him run a slant or fake the slant, run the fade. But like wide receiver-like feet off the ball, off the line of scrimmage, and really wide receiver type suddenness coming in and out of the breaks. And then I think you add that to incredible hands. Incredible. I think he had the best hands, or he mm. at least made the most wow catches to me out of everybody in this in this uh, class. Contested. Contested was good and balls thrown outside the target range and him still bringing them in and almost like not even breaking stride Mm. you know handful of one-handed catches in front and in back and it's like wait was that one did he was that that one hand did he do that that easy like and just that I mean it's literally like pull it out pull it in and just keep running uh he was a very natural player in the past game
0: for sure this is a this is a, a fun description to take in because he sounds awesome at one thing receiving yes and like don't even think about utilizing him as a blocker so it's super high on one end yes and not so much on the other end that you want so this question from um, i'm gonna call him harry g G g-a-s-c-o-i-n-e mr north jersey what would you say G A S C O I N E. Yeah. Uh, Guess Gas, Gas coin? Guess Gas coin? We'll say Harry G. Guess Quan. <laughs> it could yeah. be. I'm not sure. Be- beat like that one. But Harry says, Do you think Isaiah likely is a target for team late second, early third? I, I think that could be clear. I would say
1: third. I wrote third down. Late second could be a thing. Mm. But I think more than likely, I felt like it was a third round with like the situation you painted. Um, got we got our big. We already got the other one. We got the big traditional tight end. Now let's start to put some teams in a bind here, and you know that 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 to me is you know what he is is slot receiver. Oh wait, tight end to the right. He's the second tight end, right? That's off the line of scrimmage. All right, that's like right on the edge, right off the line of scrimmage, right on the edge of the tight ends, and so now you got two tight ends on that side. All right, hey, guy with the down hand, you get the big guy. I got the safety support guy over there. Right. That's to me what he is perfectly. And, you know, the H back fullback stuff, he's going to be able to do all of that. I mean, he's a natural at adjusting to the ball, turning up field, making something happen. So if he was catching a ball in the flat like a fullback,
0: he's he's a natural in that department. All of it. Where well, some offensive coordinator who's creative in the passing game is going to be happy his GM. No question. Took this guy. OK, yes. number three. We're going out to the Pac-12. We're going back to the Pac-12 and we're, we're along the same similar lines here.
1: Uh, th- we're on it. A- it's awesome pass game and blocking. Mm. Greg Dolcich. I think it's Dolcich. Dolcich. Yeah. Excuse me, Greg. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I'm horrible with English. We know that. <laughs> Dolcich. Okay. Dolcich would rival Isaiah Likely. You know, and our guy Mitchell in yeah. the pass game. Dolcich is real in the pass game. Yeah. First off, I mean his size. at six four, two fifty. He's got a great you know radius
0: he looked he I, I, I called his first game this year yeah he looks longer than that he thank you yeah I, I agree looks longer he than looks what he like is. a 6'5", 260 kind of guy. I,
1: I agreed well he's very high cut yeah. he's got long legs and his legs got a little thickness to them It's not like some skinny like pass catching tight end you know it's like a guy like you know Mike Gesicki at Penn State who was also a second rounder yeah you know th- this is what I see this guy as a little bit. It's the same type of player. Big, long, can run down the field, can adjust to the ball, right? And compared to Gasecki, I think he's got a little more thickness and power to him. But the run blocking, like we're is talking there? about here, is it's it's just again, it's this, it's a little better than Isaiah, likely, mm-hmm. all right. But it's assignment blocking. When yeah. I say assignment blocking, it's just like. Coach just told me to go get in the way of this guy right here in right. this way, and that, that's all it is. So right. he's not bad in space, wide receiver screen, stuff like that. He's okay. Mm-hmm. But
0: when you put his hand down, it, it's a little underwhelming. He's not going to be a killer that way for sure. I saw his name on your list, and I've been reading about him. I thought back to that first game, uh, I think they beat up on Hawaii maybe at the Rose Bowl. Yes. But I remember from his stats last year, I don't know the exact number, but I think his yards per catch for end might have been – Best in the Pac-12, or maybe best in the nation, almost 18 yards per catch this year as well. In an offense that the quarterback was inconsistent, and I know it's not an NFL type offense at all.
1: No, it's it's not. I mean, it's it's exactly it's college again. How difficult so, was that evaluation? Well, then? yeah, it's it's a spread offense. It's you know, it's a seam route every now and then. It's a shallow cross. It's a deep cross. I mean, that's that's really all you're going to see mm-hmm. for the most part. And you know, so, yeah, you're not going to get to see, you know, traditional tight end, down, hand down, block down on a defense end and the backside guards pulling around. Like, you don't see any of that. Of yeah. course not. No. Yeah. But he pops and jumps out as a pass game receiver. He really does. Uh, you know, again, I think the route running's real. And like you talked about, the size is real and plays bigger than that. But also, like. Plays faster than his 4.69 speed, too. That was the other thing I wrote down. 4.69, impressive speed at 250 in the combine. But you turn on the film, he's running away from a lot of guys. Yeah. And not only just running it to where you go, oh, he's a just a big straight line tight end. And once he opens up, he goes in a straight direction. No, yeah. no. I'm very impressed with his ability to run routes. Yeah. Very impressed with the ball in his hands and making people miss stopping putting the brakes on restarting in a hurry you know stopping somebody's got a hold of his waist runs through the arm tackle that way so again he rivals isaiah likely and and james mitchell as far as the athlete in the pass game for yeah. sure except i would say he's a bigger
0: target in the past game than those two guys are i thought he got to where he was going Just, again one game from the press box and, and his 40 time you know it is what it is but whether it was a seam or a deep shallow, I thought he got to where his quarterback needed him to In be a
1: hurry. really I quickly. Know. I like know. It, it it jumped out. The get off is real. Yeah. He's very good at the line of scrimmage, too, getting through the, weaving through the trash, yeah. Yeah. releases, whatever. But that's one of the reasons I, I thought the four six nine, I went, man, guy plays faster than that, really. I mean, he's he's got some real explosion and acceleration to his game. Let alone, you know, route running wise. I mean, it was it was pretty special. I'm not going to say it's as good as Isaiah likely, mm-hmm. right? But it was it was it's really damn good. For a tight end at that size, you know, again, he's he understands how to attack people. He understands how to attack people, lean them a little bit. You know, oh, the guy thinks I'm going inside. Well, I'm going to lean him inside just a little bit more, and I'm going to sell it with some body language. Oh, now he's really leaning. Boom, stick my foot in the ground. I came out, created separation, and he can explode out of those breaks. So that's where I found
0: him really impressive. He's he's a player in the pass game. The run game is going to be a question. And you know how this works. I mean, teams that are thinking about using maybe a second or third-round pick on a player, they're getting to know not only the film but his total story. I think a big part of his story, former walk-on. Yes, right. Had to put on 40 pounds uh, to play at this level. Right. What's that tell you about his evaluation?
1: Well, it tells me that it's like this is just like a raw, like totally still getting used to the position. It's just an athlete who's figured out, oh, wait, I can play tight end. So there might be more to to go here as far as what he can do.
0: Upside. Yeah. I mean, that that to me is what that would say for sure. I always think with with, with former walk-ons too, no matter the position, there's a – I know it's a popular word, but there's a grit. There's a real toughness and kind of want to and prove you wrong that they never really fight leave against the odds. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I agree with that too. You're right. They're definitely a, a little to something. That.
0: Definitely, there's an edge or
1: a, a chip on the shoulder forever. Yeah, after right. that, I, I I would agree with that. Uh, it's, it's always trying to prove yourself. You know, um, Dolcich. Looks like weird Al Yankovic a little bit, if you <laughs> He's see him without kind of his helmet on, which is definitely going to make you laugh a little bit. <laughs> and the hair. Uh, yeah, the Good hair, call. too, to yeah. go with it. Thank but, you for that. Uh, you know, along the lines of other players I've seen, uh, you know, I'm, Zach Ertz came to mind. Mm. You know, Zach Ertz, uh, I would say Zach Ertz coming out of Stanford, you know, he wasn't the physical running specimen this kid was. Yeah. You know, maybe a little bit better blocker, but not much. You know, it's 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 again. Zach Ertz is not famous for his blocking either, right? You know, to where yeah, this guy's got such real talent that I and size. You know, and the size is a thing here. You know, even though he's six four and Isaiah likely six four too. Like you talked about, he plays a lot bigger than Isaiah likely. Let mm-hmm. alone, I get to see it against Division one competition. Mm-hmm. You know, on the regular or at least better competition. But because of the long legs and the long arms and everything, it just seemed like he had a much bigger catch radius too. Even when he was covered. It seemed easier, more natural him to fight through the contact to catch those balls
0: than maybe a guy that's similarly as tall as, tall as he is. Working through uh, Chris's top five tight ends in this draft class, number five was James Mitchell, Virginia Tech, four. Isaiah Likely, Coastal Carolina. We just talked about his third tight end, Greg Dulcich, out of UCLA. Bringing us to number two. Number two, Trey McBride, Colorado State. Yep, Trey
1: McBride. You know, again, we're, we're airing more on, again, a, a past tight end here mm. once again, for sure. You know, a, along the lines of really the other guys we talked about. You know, I would say almost like to paint a picture, Trey McBride's games a little in between, you know, uh, a James Mitchell and a Greg Dolchich. It's almost a combination there a little bit. Or maybe I should even say Isaiah Likely and James Mitchell. That might be a little bit better very impressive in the pass game. You know. There's there's some real shit to this kid when he gets the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to run you over. He wants to stiff arm you to the ground. You know, he wants to, you know, drag you for four yards and then let you know about it when he gets up. You know, he's a natural in the pass game. I think that's the one thing I really like. And, you know, really good at getting off the ball, you know, whether it's a linebacker over him, a safety, any of that. So his releases were phenomenal. That that for sure. You know, I talked about the rot running. You know, he's get, he's the go-to guy for their offense. Clearly. I mean, he's going over the middle of the field. People are holding him, pushing him. He just fights through it and continues to run down the field and get a 20-yard gain. That's where he was really impressive. You got to see bright lights on him and still see him get open on a consistent basis
0: throughout the season. Used to being the guy, which to me says that, I mean, he was dealing yeah. with – I know he was a tight end, that they often get the safety or nickelback – he was probably dealing with the other team's best corner at Colorado State. Won the Mackey Award as a top tight end. 90 catches for 1,100 yards. Yeah. 90 catches. Yeah, He's ready to produce in the pass game. That's,
1: yeah. It's, 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 again, with this group that's not complete, right? Yeah. It was stuff like that that kind of put me over the edge with him. And, Paul, I think when you add the go, wait, this guy like knows what it's like to be the go-to guy, which I, I think there is some value to that, especially at the tight end position. But I think the other thing, too, is – you know, compared to the other guys we've talked about, it's not that impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a better blocker than Dulcich or likely, that's for sure. Okay, But it's not like – it's not wow. It's not You can trust him with the hand, hand down at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But if it's Cameron Jordan lining up across him, you're going to go, oh, this yeah. might be an issue for him this week, or he's got to get better at this before we can trust him
0: at it. What made him the, the, the best of these three? None of the three, tight ends four, three, and two, you love as a blocker. Yeah. What makes him better? Is it his effort? Is it the amount of times they they lined up in a position to do so? Yeah, or was it?
1: it? It's it's both of those. It's a little bit of the the results which weren't like oh wow this is so amazing, mm-hmm. but they were good to where you went okay he he got it done, you know it, he got pushed back a yard but this guy didn't make the bite. he somehow oh, and fought him off to where his the running back got to run around the edge but it wasn't pretty yeah you know so again you know I I don't want to say it's 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 more of a blocker than the other two guys I talked about. Yeah. It's, it's maybe a little less than James Mitchell mm-hmm. really altogether as far as end of the line of scrimmage, hand down type blocking. But it was good enough for me to go, okay, if he has to be that guy, yeah. you can do it. And then he had the versatility to me too, to do – I mean, his body and the way he's made up, it really reminds me of Kyle Juszczyk of the, the San Francisco 49ers. He's been forever. It's and I, I, I worked out Juszczyk when I was working for New England, and he was at Harvard for his pro day. So I've seen that body. I saw Trey yeah. McBride. I interviewed him at the Combine. You know, and they, they literally, like, they, they're
0: the same guy almost the way they're built and the way they right. stand and walk and everything that way. It's a lot of these same guys, a lot of these uh, issues, it's not just college evaluation to the NFL. I was, I was at USFL training camp last week, and I was right next to the huddle and watching this tight end. Basically yeah. looks like a receiver. It's right. Like 6'5", 230, split out wide most of the time. They brought him in in this, in this run situation to block. Wasn't doing it very well. He got called over to the side. Tight end coach put his arm around him. I was close enough to hear him. Basically, he's like, "Listen, we're not going to do this that often. You don't got to maul that guy. Just, just breathe on him. Exactly. Just breathe on him. Get him out of the way. Then we'll split you back out wide." Yeah, this is a tight end thing for now in any league. It seems like. It.
1: it I think so. It's 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 become, you know, a big time position. And I think but some of these this
0: concern or this this knowledge. Okay, he's not a good blocker. We have got to live with him anyway. How. How are we going to do that as an offense? Yeah,
1: you're going to have to find ways. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I just want to get you a line. You know, one of the things like, I wouldn't want to make a living with this guy at the end of my line of scrimmage. There you are. To your point, so many of these guys could be described that no, way. No, definitely not. You know, yeah, it's better than Dulcich. It's better than Likely, but that ain't saying much. Yeah. That's why this group's it's it's a little incomplete that way. You know, yeah, in the ideal world, you want him to be. The space tight end again, yeah, and he's got a little of the run game stuff, and where you but you know, ultimately, like we're talking about in those second and five situations, I want him to be the guy off the edge of the run blame tight end. Like, yeah. here's here's Gronk, and now he's right to his right edge, right off his right glute muscle there, like ready to block there too, his like right we talked ass. about, right? right off his right ass, Gronk. <laughs> you get the defense end, yeah. I'll get the linebacker or the safety down in support. Mm-hmm. That's to me what he is. But, yeah, you don't want to make a living that way. Just don't this be is, the biggest
0: liability in the run game. No,
1: and I think that's where he'll get away with it is he kind of does what you're talking about. Yeah. He just gets in the way, does his assignment, does what he has to do that way. But he's really impressive in the pass game. The quicks and, are, the, the quicks and twitch are real, right, to get, a, to get free of defenders off the ball or at the top of routes. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's tight end slash H-back, This isn't go down the middle, you know, break a tackle and drag three guys for five more yards like Mark Bovaro or Gronkowski. That's not the kind of guy we're talking about here.
0: You like him better in the second or third? I think that
1: this is like end of second, early third-ish there where... Yeah, I you know, I would say somewhere between 50 and 70 would okay. be my guess. That, that, that's what I would say for Trey McBride. Trey but, again, I think he's the guy that you're going to look for to be like, all right, we got a traditional tight end. Right. Now we got Another. the tight end to play with and do some other
0: cool crap with. Trey McBride, Colorado State, won the Mackey Award as the top tight end this past fall, number two tight end. Who do we see as the number one best tight end in this class? The number one best tight end in this class who's got some of the least
1: production – and that's where just production don't mean Jack Middlely's right. squad. Yep. Is Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. I have no doubt that this is the best tight end in this draft. Because? Because he's the only one that is good in all areas and everything to where put him down with the hand of the line of scrimmage, you're going to be just fine. You know? Put him at fullback, and you need him to smash the middle linebacker and really hit him. He's going to do that. He's one of the most physical at the point of attack that way, in my opinion. Has the body and legs and the power to you know back it up, which I really like. And then, even though there's not the catches or anything like that, really one of the more impressive, I thought, route runners – Split him out. Yeah, he didn't get the ball, but damn, that was a good route. It was a great release. Has real speed to like threaten people up the seam or down the middle of a cover two safeties, things like that. Uh, To me, this is a guy that the talent shows itself on the film. You just got to look for it. You can't Mm. look for it. You're not going to see it in catches Mm. and everything. You got to watch a real game and go, let me watch all these plays. He goes out in the routes, and they throw the ball to Olave, not him, and see how he's getting open. Is he doing
0: those type of things? Or Jackson Smith in in Jigba, I believe it No, is. They've they've got a lot of guys catching the ball, but there's there's always the other side, and I know the other side gets played in these draft rooms as well. So if someone says, okay, if if he's that good, they've thrown the hell out of the ball at Ohio State. I know they've got good receivers, but if they throw it 40 times a game – It's not like you're evaluating someone who looks good, uh, who plays tight end at Wisconsin, where, okay, they're blocking all the time. Ohio State's throwing it first. They are. So, like, someone who wanted to say, why didn't he get more balls? I want to see this as a negative. How do you talk about
1: it? I I think the biggest thing is just an offense that doesn't really understand the tight end, or I don't want to say understand it, just doesn't really need it doesn't have to go to that pick playbook yeah, yeah. it's like oh wait we got a first round receiver got a first round receiver got a first round running back yeah. hey said Hut oh wait we'll just throw to you yeah. oh wait next play hey hey first round receiver we're gonna throw a screen to you now you go said Hut I mean so <laughs> you know they they just they have so many damn good football players. Yeah. It is a spread offense again, which, mm-hmm. again, is not made for the tight end that way. But, you know, I'll go back to something we talk about a lot with quarterbacks and stuff. Like, if you don't think we put Jeremy Ruckert on the Colorado State team, that Trey McBride that we just talked you think about. You he would have had 91 catches you know, instead I, of 90? I, I, right. I just, I, if you don't think those results would have been every yeah. bit as good, that's to me where I just go, no doubt. This yeah. guy can do all that stuff. He's every bit as fast as Trey McBride. Looks like he's actually faster to me on film, mm. you know. Has more size, you know. As a route runner, a pure route runner, this guy's this guy's, this guys, fucking impressive. Mm. Like, he's got real feet, you know. So, you know, the, the route running was right up there with, I'd go, it's, it's better than Dulcich, the yeah. route running. It's right there with Isaiah Likely as far as best route runner. You know, I really looked at him and went, Wait, I feel like I'm watching
0: Freermuth from Penn State last year. And I wanted to get you there. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's fair to compare him to Kyle Pitts. Last year's number no, one nobody, nobody it, can be this that. This is not a top right. 10, top 5 pick. But right. you compare him to Freermuth last year, right. who went in the second round. Yeah. What do you see?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's the kind of guy I look at, where I think he's actually a little bit better than Freermuth as a blocker and maybe maybe a hair less as a pass receiver. I don't even know if he's a hair less mm-hmm. or if it's just the fact that I didn't get to see it as much as I'd like. And Freermuth, he got to see it. To where you could feel comfortable, but I feel in my gut from watching and watching all his skills and everything he could do that he could be exactly what Friermuth or freermouth I keep bludgeoning yeah, that. Yeah, uh, what he could do with Pittsburgh, and I bet you watch his role continue to improve with Pittsburgh too. But to like what you said earlier, like you split this kid out, yeah, and it's third and five, and they get the right, and you want to throw a slam route, he's going to win, and you're going to get the slant. Right? I oh, see he, that a lot. He's definitely going to be able to do all of that stuff. You know, fake the slant, break back out, run the fade route down the sideline. He's He's got it. So to me, this was the guy that I went, Ooh, there's some elite movements and, and speed and route running from the guy. And then he's the only guy where I went, well, I, I really trust him in every area on the team mm-hmm. and everything. He can be the first tight end, the second tight end guy, you know, hand of the line of scrimmage in the slot. He can do everything to where you're not going to have to worry about, oh, wait. No, we, hey, we. Hey, guys, hey, get that tight end out of the game. We
0: can't run that play with him. He can't do that. Yeah. You won't have to worry about that with Jeremy Ruckert. There is no limitation. I'm going to give you two options here yeah. with which way you want to go, kind of understanding your number one tight end from Ohio State, Jeremy Ruckert, a little better. Yeah. Do you have an NFL veteran comp that you think he's like and why? Mm. Or would you like to – Picture him in an NFL offense with a coordinator you know well, and talk about how he would work well in that system with these guys around him, with this guy calling plays.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't know if there's a. I'm trying to think if there's a veteran guy that you know. I uh, one of the other names I, I, I wrote down Dalton Schultz. Right nice. of the Dallas Cowboys catches all kinds of balls. Right, so yeah. that to me is what we're talking about. And Dalton Schultz, if memory serves me correct, he was, they didn't throw the ball a ton to him at Stanford either. Right, it was kind of the same thing. You kind of go mid round, mid rounds, yeah. fourth, third, late third, somewhere yeah. in there. Right, good player. Right, it was a good player. I mean, we we did Notre Dame games and they played Stanford. know man, this guy's a damn good player. Yeah. Yeah. but didn't get a ton of catches and all that. But that's to me what I see, you know. But you know, Dalton Schultz. Right, was franchised this year by the Cowboys. You would take him in the Uh, second round if you could right now. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You would take you would take him in the second round. You gonna you're gonna want to take this kid in the second second round round. too. Yeah. Yeah. Early? Uh, I would probably say mid. I don't think any of these guys will go. I think you know forty like forty five will be the start. I think of Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy Ruckertville. Yeah, but is you're going to be able to do and run everything within your offense with this guy, and if he gets around a guy, that's Shanahan, McVeigh, McDaniel's ish—that really understands like how
0: to use the tight
1: end and the little nuances of that. Yeah, he'll tear it up.
0: Pete, Kristen, you let's uh, let's go ahead and throw up now that we're through one through five. The there we go. Jeremy, record Ohio State one. Trey McBride, Colorado State two. Dulcich out of UCLA at three. Likely Coastal Carolina four, and we started out with James Mitchell, Virginia Tech five. Seems to me like a, uh, a group of guys that are Aren't freaky enough to go in the first, but you like a lot of the pass catching qualities here. Exactly. You, you you are also questioning a lot of the run blocking yeah,
1: qualities. Yeah, quite. Really, it's, it's Jeremy Rucker's the only guy I look at there as really the complete package, and James Mitchell I think is that too. Now again, we only got to see two games from this year, but to me those are the two guys that I think ultimately you're going to go from the purely traditional tight end standpoint go. They can do all of it. I can expect them to block a big defense end or get open in the receiving game. And that's that's where they're they're really good. Um, but yeah, again, you don't have to be great at all of it in this day and age in the NFL. Right you know where everybody sit here and tell me Travis Kelsey's the best tight end. I want to go. He's not even in the top 10 blocking tight ends. Right. Not even in the top 10. Probably not in the top 15. They Maybe how not how to top them, 20. Yeah. But they know how to use them to where it affects and makes their team great. Right. And I think you've got some guys that are potentially can
0: do fill some of those roles for a team in the future here. One of the most fun parts about uh, doing this sort of thing on a podcast as opposed to TV, where I'd be throwing a break right now because yeah. we rushed through guys, and we didn't have to rush through them. But we can also include some players that almost – major one through five. You can talk about what you like about him, maybe why they didn't quite make the top five.
1: Yeah, Jelani Woods is a guy that I really struggled with, and maybe I was thinking about making him five over Mitchell from Virginia Tech, just because, again, Mitchell was incomplete as far as, you know, not seeing him see play football last year. Woods, you know, the blocking, again... It's not great. He plays very high. He's like a tackle. Six, he, seven, 275. It's, it's unbelievable. And that's you'd think he'd be great in that department. Yeah. But because he plays so high, and of course he's probably his whole life been able to just lean on people, there there's some work to be done there. But there's potential to go that big. I see some plays that go, Whoa, he's strong as hell, and you go, oh, he could become a really good, you know, down three down, put your hand down in the dirt, blocking tight end. He could become good at it. But the reason you got to think about him, to me at least in the top five, was he's – it's it's elite as far as the size and the, be able to run down the middle of the field to where you got to almost think about it from that and just go, well, all right, well, he, I, I know he can't block anybody, but hopefully he can work on it because in the past game he can do some gronk stuff to where – I mean, Paul, the, the size is a skill. And then to be able to run four or five behind it, it it's insane. You know, The measurables are crazy. They're crazy. They're, I mean, but the height, you see that. That's real, right? And Arm length, you know, the 93rd. wingspan, right? Yeah. In, yeah. Ins- insane. The 40-yard dash, insane for that. And he runs pretty damn well you know he gets off the ball pretty well it's a little bit of a build up speed yes 461 and right. 67275 but puts his foot in the ground paul and yeah. can like burst out of brakes and then the thing that's most impressive now yeah listen he's got some ugly drops and he can look a little awkward adjusting the ball every now and then but then i could show you 10 15 other plays and go look at this great adjustment by the ball and then look at this look at these like, gnats he's swatting off. Because people run into him full speed, and yeah. he's like, wait, did you just hit me in the thigh? I didn't even know you were there. And he just keeps going. Oh, boom, 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 boom. And then he's got a guy hanging on his back, and he's still running. And he's like, wait, is somebody hanging on my back? Uh, I mean, so there's a real elite part of what he can maybe do here in the NFL yeah. that made me think about, you know, maybe making him a top five tight end there.
0: You, you look at the size, you look at his what he's done athletically and what he could be. Like, third round may sound overdrafted a little bit, but, I mean, this is the kind of guy that ends up going a little higher than maybe he should. He, he
1: could go Based a little higher. But he could, exactly right. Could, if, you're, if you're a team that's kind of sitting there and going, wait, we, we feel pretty good about our team. Like, he's the guy that you go, well, Let's maybe we overdraft here. and take a shot here. Yeah, it might not work out for us this year, but two years down the road, watch out. So that, that that to me, his elite size and speed and what he could do in the pass game was enough to bring him in this conversation. Even though you want more in the
0: run game, also in the conversation here, Chris, of tight ends who almost made your top five, Kate Otten, Washington.
1: Kate Otten was good football player. He really was, and and, and definitely in the running for being in the five as well, because he would be one of the guys like Ruckert, where I'd go, he can do everything, you know good blocker a phenomenal blocker in space but it just wasn't it, it just it lacked a little bit of eliteness in the pass game to me I guess is what it was it was smooth again I expect this kid to be a starting tight end for a football team for a long time mm. so I'm certainly not trying to say anything bad I think this kid's a good player you know he you can depend on him to do everything but I think there's a little lack of splash or sexiness or one elite trait in the pass game is kind of what scared me from it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's it's kind of catch the ball, spot it where he catches it. He's not going to get much yak. You know, he's not real uh, explosive out of running routes or changing speeds, anything like that. So that's where he just missed the cut. But I think he's still a good football player.
0: I think. I think we, we played Washington in the Rose Bowl forever ago. Was there a tight end last name Bruner? Oh, uh, ended up playing the league for a long wait, time. There was, was. A, was a nice player. I kept thinking of him while you're describing this Washington player. Yeah, wait, I think there somebody was a, Bruner. There, you Mark, might be right. Um, you know, it was Mark Brunel throwing to him. Yeah, Greg Brun. Yeah. Mark Bruner says Pete.
1: Mark Bruner.
0: He's a first rounder of the Steelers. Steelers okay. Steelers. Wow. In 95. Wow. I, I, I thought he was a mid-round guy who kind of put together a nice career. But he, well, he should have been first a mid-round round guy, obviously. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't have been the first round. 14-year wow. career. Wow. Okay. Played How do you – Bruner? E. W Or a U – I think it was a U first. B-R-U-E and maybe even two Ns. Damn. I watched him reach all my friends who were DNs on the team. For well, I mean, he played for the for Texans.
1: I probably played him in preseason games, and that's where I'm like, I'm going, I'm embarrassed. I'm going, wait, I don't really remember him. So Bruner? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah, all right. Okay, funny where the mind goes. Yes, it is. Talking tight ends. Yeah. And one more Yeah, from Iowa State. Well, Kohler, Charlie Kohler, right?
1: He's a guy that is a big production. Big production. Yeah. Awesome in the pass game. Yeah. Awesome. Almost a little like jelani woods in the fact where people around him just don't affect him Mm. like he it's like you know where most of us are going down the middle and you're going oh the ball's a little high i'm gonna have to extend my arms and probably get my head knocked off let me not extend them yeah it's like he doesn't even know they're there they're just he's just like go ahead hit me you're gonna bounce off it's gonna hurt you more than me i mean that so he's great that way but then you go where's that physicality in the run game Mm. because he doesn't want to block anybody and it's it's bad it's not just like, oh, it's just a little bull of error. It's, it's bad where you'd go, damn, he's that big, and I don't want to put him at the end of the line of scrimmage. I don't trust him to block anybody. Right. So that's where he misses the cut. But a guy that I'd go, there could be some value for the, the way he moves and the, how big he is in the pass game. Mm.
0: Yeah. He was terrific at, at Iowa State, I know that.
1: Yes, he was. I mean, he's got a lot of impressive catches and all of that, but it's just like I said, you know, he
0: wasn't helping Brees Hall break too many runs, though, either. And uh, one under the what about category from Texas A&M.
1: Yeah, Jalen you Widemeyer know, from Texas A&M. Everybody's dogging him because you know, he ran the 5.06 at, at the combine, right? Or at the uh, his pro day.
0: Wasn't good. Yeah, pro day. He
1: plays faster than that. He does play faster than that. I think the thing that I was a little bit disappointed with him is just the blocking wasn't quite what I was expecting from the human I saw in person. And when he first turned on the film. So there is that. Let alone, yeah, the movement's a little stiff and you know not perfect that way. But like, I still think this is like a mid round pick. I, I think still think this is a guy that has a chance to maybe be a starting tight end for a football team. At least be on your team and be one of the two tight ends. I, I, I don't look. At, I didn't look at the film and go, oh man, shit. He really does run a five flat. Yeah. I would not have thought that. It's a little lumbering. It's not great, but it's not five fat flat slow. Hmm. So he'll
0: he'll find a spot in the league. He really will. Well done to the tight ends. Thank you very much, sir. I have a few questions to get to. The first one, about fast 40 times. We're seeing them all over the place. I know yeah. we just talked about one that was over five right. at a pro day. But in general, there have been a lot of blazing times, especially at the Combine. Emma Perez 09 says, Is it that this year's class has learned how to train for the forty? or that there's a collective three rockets up everybody's ass? No, he's,
1: we've talked about this a little bit and it's a, it's a good good question there at Enma Perez 09. It's, it's to me this is a year where yeah the speed that I saw on film was not did not match the times we saw at the combine. The speed on film for the most part I would go, wait, this guy does not play 434, four, does not play 438. Uh, it, it's it's of course the number one thing you're measured by as a player. It's the number one thing you're measured by if you're the guy that trains the player. Is what did what was your last year's class 40 times? Mm -hmm. It's become big business, and people have learned to dissect and break down the race to inches, steps. It's measured perfectly. I mean, perfectly. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think there's a little bit more of they've learned to train and run the 40 more than. Just pure, God-given, just line up and you're going to run 4-2 and we don't even have to train you. Think That's a, the difference between Tony Dorsett's and the Deion Sanders of the world. Right. Oh, right. Like, they train for the 40? What? Yeah. They were like, well, I'll just run more?
0: Like, I mean, they just got out of the bed and they were fast. Right. Think about how many dozens of guys, I don't know, maybe hundreds now, that are top prospects. Their agents pay for them to go to the warm weather January, February, March, and what are they doing? That's all they're doing. They're training for the 40.
1: Exactly right. I mean, and it's, you know, I got a taste in it. And, of course, that was just a long time ago. And I know just from the people that trained me when I was coming out, they've evolved in all areas to where it everything is broken down to just an exact science. So, yeah, I think that's that's the biggest key there. I, d- I did not think the players were as fast as some of their times this year.
0: I think on Monday you and Ahmed talked about safeties. Yep. Was that Monday? Okay, yeah. You had Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame number one. Stephen B. says Kyle Hamilton – comparison to the late great sean taylor Ooh, well well, i will say this there is something there yeah i mean one
1: they're a part of the rare breed of safeties where you step on the field and you go what the fuck is that guy over there at safety who who, that's a safety and kyle hamilton is the captain of that exactly right exactly and that's the way that's the way um, sean taylor was too sean taylor the first time we were like what are you kidding me that's the safety yeah is he the middle linebacker or the safety? You know, so yes, there is some of that, and then I think the versatility of what he brings to the table is Sean Taylor esque too, to where you go, whoa, it's really good in the pass game, and then you go, whoa, when you get him up near the box, he's physical. He doesn't never turns down a hitter. he's amazing yeah. open field tackling. Right, you know, Hamilton, you know, again. I, I don't want to say he's Sean Taylor, but I, I would be surprised if he doesn't go in the top 15. Yeah. You know, I know some people think top five. That's, that's high for a safety.
0: I want to get to more of that in a moment. Yeah. but I, I saw him play every game of his college career. And, like, two things really jump out after you get past, like, he looks like a number three guy. Right. Playing in the NBA. Right. Is that, uh, number one, he loves contact. Yes, he does. Like, you so often see these guys that are so gifted physically and that you don't say, and you know what? He loves to get down there and hit people. Yeah, he really does, yeah, definitely. And someone that tall, they often have a hard time with the short area quickness, like right? Getting down and then bursting to the next spot. Somehow he does. He, he kind of he, he does that part of, of your athletic evaluation. Like he's six he one.
1: He does. That's that's what's impressive. Really something to see. It really is. Whether he's flipping his hips and now has to plant and drive in a ball, or yeah, he's backpedaling and now has to stick a foot in the ground and break on it. It's, it's DB. It's corner-ish. Yeah. It's not safety-ish. Exactly. You know, so that's where it is. It's special. And agreed with you. It's the number one thing that jumped off to me, let alone, yeah, like, you know, the size, the ball yeah. skills, they're all great. But uh, the first thing I really looked for on the practice field, I remember being at Notre Dame that, the first day I was there in the games, was I wanted to be like, wait, the first time the running back runs at him. Is, Let's see. Is he going to dive at his ankles? Right. Or try to catch him with his hands? And, no, he was like, no, I'll see you face-to-face right there. And it was every time he made a tackle that way. Yeah. He's he's
0: tough. We got cheated a little bit of a great matchup. I think he got hurt in that USC game this year. He did. We met with him on Friday, and he grew up pretty familiar with Drake London from USC because they were both big-time hoops players. So he knew him, and he was a big part of their plan – not just to help with Drake, but to, to really him, cover man, him. He can do that for, with that kind cutters, of guy. Four quarter would have been awesome, right? You know, Kyle unfortunately got got hurt early in that game, but that that would have been a fun one to watch for the whole game.
1: Definitely, he he's got you know like we just said corner corner covering skills. That's what's amazing about him. And to our point with their tight ends, see this is what I mean. You know, it's a different position. Yeah, you know, you're gonna have to deal with guys that are. You know, like a Kyle Hamilton where you go, whoa, he's long, he's tough, he's strong, and he can run like me, the tight end. Right. You know, and, of course, Hamilton's a, a, a
0: greater prospect than the normal guy, but uh, it, it just speaks to, to what you got to be as a tight end in the NFL. Talking about Kyle Hamilton, top safety in this class from Notre Dame, uh, bringing us to uh, an idea from PointsBet here. You said maybe top 15. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about him. Over-under is 8.5 for his draft position. It is a tough one. I, I, I would say higher.
1: You you think it's going to be the higher one? Yeah. You think I do. it's going to go before that?
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I I mean
1: I don't think you're. I'm going to just let me just, I'm just make sure I pull up my NFL. I know there are a lot
0: of DNs and some good tackles and I mean there's some things working against them and like that, safeties that, that's, in that's general. Thing, yeah. Don't yeah. go that high.
1: No, they usually don't. But yeah, I know. Uh, let's look at this. So is eight and a half? Yeah. Right. Um, Atlanta. I mean, sitting at eight could use from, could use a safety for yeah. sure. They could use a lot of things. Hmm. The mm, man, I mean, the Jets—they could be in that conversation at four, trying to look for their version of their Cam Chancellor for that Seattle scheme that Robert Sala and company want to run there. And they have
0: a couple of early picks.
1: They they do. They got their picks four and their pick ten.
0: So if they wanted to make one of them kind of a luxury type pick maybe they
1: could maybe it's certainly a need for their team yeah there's no doubt um then you know Carolina is a big believer and I've heard this from people down there you know they want they love length Mm. that's why they drafted Brian Burns that's why they drafted JC Horn gosh that's why they drafted Jeremy Chin. So, But, no, that's why they won't do it because they got Jeremy Chin. Yeah. I don't think they'll do it. So, right. I still – I think when I sit here and look at this in the draft order, I'm going to go with the under. Okay. I think it'll be after 8.5. I don't think it'll be far, far down the list there. But after 8.5. But and after 8.5. The team that I look at that really jumps out, other than you know, the Jets, who we mentioned a little bit, is the uh, Washington Commanders at 11. At 11. I could see that being the spot. They have average safety play. They only got two or three on the roster right now. And they, they need it. So that, that, to me, is one where I look at and go,
0: ooh, I could see that being the spot where he ends up. We invite everybody to download the PointsBet app. Use code NBC2K to sign up. You get two risk-free bets up to $2,000.
1: Up to $2,000. If you're an eligible state, PointsBet has an exclusive sign-up offer for unbuttoned listeners that you can't miss. You can't miss it. Download the PointsBet app. Use code NBC2K to sign up and get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So if you bet 350 and lose, you will get free bets worth 350 Once the game starts, don't
0: just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Is it yeah out of the extra home that was nice yeah is it is it hard to not say best when you say bet live your bet life i for whatever time, I have to literally still read that read to the t because
1: it tongue twists me
0: yeah, and yeah. I mess it up every time we have we have uh, one more points bet surprise it 's not a surprise anymore, but Pete 's saying we, we just got this two thousand and twenty two NFL first tight end drafted, not even up on the site yet, Chris. Damn. This is what they think this, of the Sims Unbutton podcast, right. okay? Yeah. All right. So uh odds provided by points bet. First tight end drafted. They say Trey McBride is the most likely at negative one twenty. Dulcich from UCLA, the next most likely, a ways back though, at plus three fifty.
1: Yeah. It's uh and then we got our guy Jeremy Ruckert. He was your top guy, hey, right? My top guy. We'll see where that goes. That's gonna be I'm gonna be interested to see how this all plays out. You know, of course. You know, the betting world is a little bit sometimes in favor of stats. Okay. All right?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, McBride and Dulcich got the stats. They do. I'm going to bet that my, you know, my ability, NFL IQ – and knowing when and I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet Rucker goes first. You're off taking the board. you
0: over points. Bet. I'm taking the yeah.
1: over points bet here. And points bet, you know, they're really smart. They're just going by some of the maybe the dumb people that are betting at their site. That's what they're doing. <laughs> so it's not them. Uh, they probably believe or with
0: me. But. After you read, after you read the promo so well, you said the dumb people at the site. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It really kind of equals out. It's like the side that you can catch well. Yeah, that doesn't block well. Yeah, right. I know that yeah, didn't work
1: out. Yeah, well. That was my thought. That's H-back. Not, that's not H-back. points bet's thought. They think all the people on their site are
0: smart. Just a mid-round H-back. Yeah, just a my, mid-round That's my co-host that's right. here. Yeah. All right, little ways to go here. A commander's wide receiver, uh, Deami Brown. Yeah. Ready for a question about this? Yeah. Okay, Anthony Rufo says, There has been a lot of chatter about the commanders taking a wide receiver, but what about Diami Brown? He was your number three receiver in the class last year did he flash in his rookie season or do you think it would be wise to go after another receiver well i
1: i'm not opposed to going after another receiver either way i'm not i'm I still like what I see from diami and you know, he had the little injury and it never really got going of course they had a you know some of it, a a quarterback issue there too a little bit um but I, I'm not opposed, and I got to really kind of study Washington and their team in general. But just off the top of my head, of course, we're we're in a little bit of a contract situation with Terry McLaurin, to where I don't know, it seems dicey a little right now. And then you know their supposed second receiver has not been able to play for them yet. And Curtis Samuel, I mean, he he came back for a week or two last year, and then he had to go back right back to you know being injured on the sideline. If he's well. I mean, that, I, he it, would bring a lot. He would bring a, he's a weapon. Yeah. He can really bring some to that offense. But like this is to to where our question here, and it's a good question, Diami Brown or not, I think they need to add another guy. JD McKissick and Antonio Gibson were second and third on the team in receiving and receptions last year. Those are two running backs. They were two and three. Mm. So obviously there has to be some more production from the receiving unit. And I wouldn't be
0: shocked to see them go receiver. In the second, third round to add to the group. One more receiver question here. Thinking about the Jets with those early picks. At Sarby says... Nervous Jets fan here. Is is there another kind of Jets fan? There's not. You don't need to say that.
1: And the Jets fans are hilarious right now because <laughs> they're most teams are happy when they have top two ten top ten, two top ten picks. Yeah. Jets fans oh, are no. like, oh, we're gonna screw it up. Yeah. We're gonna screw it up. Where the Jets,
0: we're gonna screw it up. It's all I hear all day. It's all I hear. Would Traylon Burks really fulfill that Debo for Lafleur at number ten? No. Or would they just be better off trying to trade back into the first and use four and ten on the other Noah's Ark of things that they still need
1: yes i i would tr- i would do that I, to me that pick number 10 for trey burks is too too early where'd you have him he was my f- fourth yeah right
0: it seems like it'd be way high
1: you know yes i you know first off debo samuel is special and even though trey Burks, i said he's a weapon in doing that he ain't Debo Samuel. Let's yeah. just let's let's slow down there. There's
0: a reason why he's the only receiver who is featured so much in the running game of the NFL. It, it really there's only one. It, there's only I one. know Cordell Patterson does it a little bit too, and that's yeah, pretty cool. But, but I mean, not like Debo. There's only one Debo. That's right. Yeah. I mean
1: you know I mean it's yeah he's 59 carries as a running back and 70 something receptions and was the league leader in yards per catch or one of the league leaders. I mean that's insane. That is. He's not explosive like that. He's not quite as twitchy like that. But he can run, and when he gets the ball in his hand he can make people miss and break tackles and for whatever reason when the ball's in his hand, he has an extra gear that he might not have when the ball's up in the air, which is oddly enough, but he's not worth the number 10 in my opinion. I would trade down and Jets fan, don't be so nervous. you know again, this is an injured full fo- I, I I like the Jets and where they're going. I really do. I like everything about it. I thought they had another good free agency. They were one of the teams that were ravaged by injuries last year. And for the Jets, the way their team set up, you know, four and ten, you know, four and ten, and you got you know picks at the top of the second round. I just look at them and go, okay, we got needs at safety. They'd like to add another receiver to the group, and then pass rusher. You know, that, that'd be another thing I'd look at. Okay. And then maybe O line. Well, there's just there's just so many of those guys that are going to be there to be had in the
0: top 40 picks that I go, you're going to be fine. They're going to get this right. You want one cornerback, not quarterback, cornerback. Sure, little cornerback. All right, Kyer Elam. Oh yeah, Matt mm. asks. Forget No Stingley. Why isn't Elam in your top five corners either? Yeah, you know Elam was
1: good. He was right on the outside looking in too. He was. I wish I had my damn um, other notebook here. I don't. I don't have my corners with me. Mm. Uh, I like his physical. To me, he was a little stiff and just missed some of the movement explosion that I would like to see out of that position. And I think that was the biggest thing I came away with with Elam. Good football player, gonna be a starting corner for a football team. But like compared to, let's say Elam, I, I just want to make sure I got this right. He was like six one, uh, I believe six uh, one, and you know ran four three nine. So it's impressive. He's six two, right? But Did not – he'd be one of those guys i go, did not play like he ran 4-3. Did not look like that to me. And then ultimately I think what scared me more than like other guys where I just went, you know, their ability to stick their foot down, stick their foot in the ground, break on the ball, their hips turning, all of that, to me was more impressive than Kyrie Elam. But still a good football player, no doubt about it. And I wouldn't be shocked if he went at the end of the first round. Mm. I wouldn't. You know, I, I i think I ended up writing like 25 to 45. He was yeah. one of those guys for, for me as far as where he goes.
0: It's that sad part of my Wednesday. Yeah. when I look at the sheet. And it's all done. It's all it's
1: done. It's all over. You got anything going on this weekend?
0: This weekend. Call him the uh, first USFL oh, game. Oh, awesome. Of my, of my season. Okay. So, so uh, Saturday? Saturday that is the simulcast NBC and Fox. Fox right. The game I'm calling is Sunday afternoon. I think, I think four o'clock Eastern.
1: All right. Four o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Holly will be there. USFL football. There it is. Okay, you, yeah. you, I'm and with uh, Michael Robinson, Mike Robinson. Okay, former Mike Big Robinson, Ten MVP. Yeah, man,
0: Mike Robinson, he was a player in college. wasn't he? what?
1: And then even when he got in the NFL he as a, a nice fullback, as a fullback, nobody wanted to hit. Nobody wanted to hit him. Two
0: fifty. He, he played in the NFL two fifty.
1: He was thick as hell. Yeah. Yes, and brought it. Like right. I can remember games going. These are big time middle linebackers, and they're S- turning down.
0: Yeah, taking James Robinson, on, uh, not uh, uh, Mike, Mike Robinson, Robinson head yeah. head on. Uh, nothing but respect for a guy who who played quarterback that well. I mean, he was a Big Ten MVP. I know, unreal. And then to put on that weight, and not only at, at fullback, but I mean, special teams. Dude was a player on teams. He too. was. And you know the player. Means? Right. Yeah. So yeah.
1: quarterbacks, instincts. See? Again. There, we there you go. Just like us. Wrapping it up. If
0: they only would have played us some specials. Yeah.
1: And if man. I just if I hit like you know Michael Robinson did, I'd have four <laughs> neck fractures, so that couldn't happen. All right, there we did it. That's it. That's the show. Next week. We got O-line linemen. Monday. There's only Monday. 97 million of them. So if you're wondering where I am this weekend, I'll just be <laughs> sitting at home watching Is this film.
0: Centers, guards, tackles. Yeah, all that's right. all of it. Right. All right. Grouped, like top five yeah. Of, of, yeah. of everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. And I just started it on Sunday, yeah. so I'm I'm trying to get through. Like I had a feel for some of the big the big name guys, yeah. but you know, now I'm getting into the nitty gritty and really mm-hmm. going through it. So that's an here weekend. we go. Here we go. Yep. Yeah. I won't be doing it on Easter Sunday though. I will do easter stuff on sunday right that's the sunday easter egg hunt easter egg hunt Mm, maybe i'll put the dollars in some of the plastic eggs that's a contribution that's what i do that's what dads do all right peace out everybody have a good weekend enjoy it got some good weather here in the northeast paulie thanks for driving the show the ship see you you monday show yeah usfl kick some ass all right thank you peace out homie see you